Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 671, air date July 17th, 2020. Good evening, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. It's about 9.55 p.m. Um, anyway, I hope everyone's having a good night. And uh, I know people are logging in, so we'll wait a little bit as people come in. Um, on our end here, you know, uh, everyone knows I'm running for United States Senate in Massachusetts. In addition to doing the science work, running my three companies, I was out uh, pretty much most of today uh, on standouts, you know, where we take the bus and we meet people. We go to all different parts of Massachusetts. And what's incredible is um, the videos that I'm doing uh, here have gone viral all over. People are finding incredible value with these videos because we're offering real solutions from teaching people, first of all, to start standing up on their own two feet, you know, using their minds to take a systems approach and, uh, and the goal is to really solve problems. I think people are tired of, um, you know, in a voting cycle, if you notice everyone, the media, everyone tries to funnel everything to an issue that's left or right, pro or anti, trying to think we're all stupid that we really can't have conversations and really get into the meat of issues. They always want to make it, are you pro this, anti that, pro this, anti this, are you on this position or that position? And then the media talk show heads get involved and they just try to bucket people. And I think people are much more uh, intelligent than that. Um, I uh, uh, believe that people actually want to get deep into issues and it's the people in the media and the elites who want to make people dumb uh, or quote unquote dumb because that's the way they can control people. So in the uh, in the talks that I give here, um, as you know, they're not like, you know, I, I do the small two minute videos, we, we make shorts, of, but I'd like to get into in depth because I think you deserve that. And I, I have great value in everyone's intelligence to actually appreciate things. So anyway, we have uh, people calling in uh, or coming in from Bay Area, California, uh, New Jersey, Canada, Missouri, uh, Ohio, someone said me too. Um, uh, Canada, what else? Uh, more New Jersey. I grew up in New Jersey. Someone said golden milk. Yeah, we're going to be talking about turmeric today. And what's really important about turmeric is one of the most ancient herbs. There's, uh, you know, uh, tens of thousands of studies on it. And it would be valuable if, um, you know, the organizations like the CDC, Fauci, and other people started talking about boosting immunity, but they won't because this means that they're going to give power to you. And um, in the series I'm doing for the next 50 days, uh, I'm going to be really focusing on boosting immunity. We did a talk um, day before on negative ions that you get from, uh, from the beach and oceans and waterfalls from nature, how powerful they are. But today we're going to fo focus on turmeric, T-U-R-M-E-R-I-C. Um, that is a root. It's called a rhizome. We'll go over it and we'll talk about its important value for health and well-being. Um, we'll actually cover it from a, a deeply science standpoint, so you're going to learn a lot of science. But as many of you know, I walk through this in a way that is understandable to everyone, so everyone can appreciate it. I'll also talk about it not only from a Western science perspective, but also I'll refer to it from an Eastern science perspective. And then we'll talk about dosaging, um, how much you should take, how much you should not take, that kind of things. And then uh, we'll look at some questions. Colorado, welcome. We have Phoenix, Arizona. Um, we have people from India. Uh, again, uh, people from all over the 
United States here in Massachusetts, people from Massachusetts, people from um, all different walks of life, because when it comes to health, it's health is not a left or right issue because without health, you really can't pursue life, liberty, or happiness. It's sort of the foundations of existence. My dear mom, uh, a couple of months before she died, you know, she said, you know, she worked so hard and um, she said, you know, ultimately health is wealth. She had about three months to live. She had a horrible a disease called pulmonary fibrosis. It came from years ago when she had worked in, 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 in the mills, you know, in the textile mills where there's a lot of fiber around. But anyway, but health is wealth. And this issue about health is not ever really, dis we discuss health care, which is really not health care, it's more sick care. But we never teach people how their body is a system. One of the most foundational things about existence, how people can take care of their bodies and empower themselves because that fundamental issue in many ways can really help us um, inform us on how we choose who, who we elect for politics. Why do we keep electing lawyers, lobbyists who actually uh, do everything to support dirty air, dirty water, dirty food, to destroy our infrastructure, to support lobbyists. So um, that's why I think health is important because in the midst of all of this stuff that's going on, you know, many close friends of mine, you know, who've lost loved ones. And they say, when you're on, you know, when you're really sick and you're really hurting, all the money and all that stuff doesn't mean a lot. What ultimately matters is your health. So I think uh, the knowledge of understanding how your body works as a system, how you can use it to support yourself is probably one of the most profound things people can do for real wealth. So um, let me jump right into it. If, um, let me see who else is Tampa, Florida. Welcome. South Africa, Durban, leftist Oregon. Uh, Nancy Gould from Massachusetts. Say hello. By the way, uh, people know I'm running for a hope from Durban. Uh, 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 you have to tell everyone that you know out there that I'm running for Senate because in 48 days, September 1st is the primary. I have to win the primary election and then we get to go to the general election. And um, we have great volunteers on the ground, but any of you listening from anywhere in the world, anywhere in the United States, in Massachusetts, let everyone know September 1st is a primary. Okay, so let me jump right into it. Let me, um, uh, I've set up a couple of slides for everyone here. Um, and so let's go right in to what we got today. All right. Okay, so um, uh, as many of you know that one of the things I've been doing most of my life is um, really had a deep interest in science and engineering. I grew up as a child up until seven when I was in India and my grandmother was a traditional healer and I learned system, traditional systems of medicine was exposed to that and that really got me interested in medicine uh, overall. Um, by the time I was 14, I started working full-time at a medical school as a full-time research fellow. And if you go to my website, my personal website, uh, V as in Victor, A Shiva.com, you will find um, that, you know, this site sort of shares with you my whole history. You can um, go through the site. You'll, you can read about the invention of email, which was done in a medical college long before I came to MIT. There's no controversy on it, but one that was created by the uh, elites because as long as I was at MIT, I invented many things that was great. But when my stuff went to the Smithsonian, as some of you may know, uh, it created a quote unquote controversy because the invention of email took place before I came to MIT in a medical college by a 14 year old kid. So you can read about that. Um, 
but right now, you know, that journey from that point in New Jersey through, through MIT brought me to run for US Senate. Those of you who are interested in the US Senate election, uh, which I hope many of you are, can go right to, uh, I'll show you right here. You can go right to the, uh, the website, shivaforsenate.com, which is at this location right here. Let me bring it right here. And you can learn about our, uh, our election. That's shivaforsenate.com, S-H-I-V-A um, for senate.com. So let me take you right over there and everyone can go there and you can learn about the website. So if you go to Shiva for Senate, um, what you'll find is that our, our uh, campaign is fundamentally about three interconnected systems. Um, the goal is health, right? The goal is freedom. The goal is truth, but they're all connected. You can't have truth without freedom and you can't uh, have health without understanding truth, which means what are the right things we should do to support our body or our infrastructure or communities. And without health, we can't have the strength to fight for freedom. And if you go to the website, you'll see that's front and center, part of our entire campaign right there, you know, truth, freedom, and health. So that's why one of the most important things that I believe in is open discourse, open debate. And from that, we can uh, practice a scientific method, which is really use science. Science is very difficult. Mathematics, these things are not easy. You have to put a lot of time and effort into it. Sometimes you'll spend, you know, 20 years just trying to find one little piece of knowledge. And that gets us to understand truth. And from truth, we can understand real problems and real issues that help us to figure out what is appropriate for our health. And by the way, that 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 needs to be personalized. And then from health, we can fight for have the strength to fight for freedom. Those of you know that part of my goal is to teach people a systems approach to health. Um, so you can donate and I'll get back to that, how you can support the campaign right now. You can also volunteer for our camp. And I encourage everyone, if you're out of Massachusetts, we have a lot of people in Massachusetts helping us on the ground. People say, how can I help if I'm out? So if you go to the volunteer button, you can notice you can fill this out and you can help us make phone calls. Click right here. Help us make phone calls. We've set up a very simple application. You can do it while you're watching TV. You can do it. Uh, it's really easy. You, you can do it while you're having fun with your kids, but you can help us make phone calls. The other important thing is when you support our campaign, um, I use the word systems. I'm, I'm a big proponent of teaching people how to understand uh, systems. So those people who donate 25 or more to the campaign can get the book, ebook, Systems and Revolution. You'll learn in a very powerful way what is a system, the science of systems. It took me 40 years to distill it to a about a 108 page book, which you can learn in two hours versus having to go through 40 years. And you can use the theory from this book to actually apply the theory to understand your body as a system. And um, that's what I encourage pe pe people to do. So you can really start seeing how the body is a system, how, uh, and the principles of systems. And from that, and those of you, by the way, only in the United States, I repeat, only people in the United States U.S. citizens can donate to a federal campaign. However, if you want to learn the systems approach, you can go to yourbodyyoursystem.com um, because I know a number of you, which I've learned, um, are also coming in from all over the world. So you can go to your body, your system, and you can hit get started now and you can get the same capabilities. But the bottom line is, and I'll use this in the talk today, every uh, the body is a, is a, is a phenomenal system. And it took me many years to realize that you can actually describe the body as a system using the phenomenon of transport. 
That's the T, conversion and storage, the transport of energy, the conversion of energy and the storage of energy. And you take answer these questions, it'll help you figure out what kind of system you are. That's the red dot. And this is integrating Eastern and Western systems thinking. And then from that, you can also look at the black dot and the black dot is who, uh, where you are today. The red dot is where you're supposed to be. And based on this deviation, you can figure out how to take the black dot to the red dot. Okay, and, and, and the way you do that is you can figure out how to manipulate inputs of food, diet, exercise to bring you back to who you are. So the bottom line is this is a systems approach to understand your body as a system. And um, so that's one of my missions in life. And I think you can, in my view, you can take a systems approach not to only understanding your body, but to everything in the universe, political systems, healthcare systems. Uh, it's a systems approach where you start looking at the interconnections. So anyway, that's what I wanted to make sure you're aware of. So those of you in the United States who want to support our campaign, help us out, please go to Shiva for Senate. You can volunteer, donate. Um, you know, we've made the book and all those things so easily accessible. And those of you outside of the United States, if you want, you can go directly to your body, your system. So let's uh, look at uh, uh, the turmeric, you know, and, and, and we're gonna take a systems approach to actually understanding turmeric from a molecular system standpoint. So here we go. Let's um, uh, start here. So where this journey for me starts is long time ago, as I mentioned, my interest in Eastern systems of medicine because my grandmother was a healer. And then after over 30, 40 years, it led to me going in and out, out of MIT and then uh, to my creation of Cytosol. Cytosol, as some of you may know, is a technology that I created that really allows us to ma use mathematics, use a computer to model different kinds of disease and different kinds of biological phenomenon on the computer. And that's Cytosol. And that was really motivated uh, by my interest in really understanding the failure of pharmaceutical drugs, as well as their whole process. And what you see in this diagram here is that it takes around, um, you know, 13 years for pharmaceutical companies to actually create a drug. They're actually failing right now. Not only are the drugs they're creating have side effects and they only help 10% of the intended population that they're trying to help, but it's a, uh, it's a system even economically that's failing. This is why pharma companies need to move into vaccines because this has high liability, takes a long time to create and it has a lot of failures. But you see the first three boxes of the discovery of a synthetic compound then doing test tube testing, then animal testing, that takes around six years. If they make it through that, then they have to take another nine years to test on humans in phase one, phase two, phase three. 20% of the drugs that enter phase one fail. So this entire process is not personalized. Uh, it's a single chemical entity. It's, it, it can't really handle combinations, this process. And this is what you see here is that year over year that orange line shows that there's pharmaceutical companies spend more and more and more money in research and development. And guess what? Even the FDA is allowing less drugs to come out because of the side effects. So this led in 2003 um, in medicine, a major revolution took place. And that was in the field of biology. In 2003, I came back to MIT to do my PhD. I was running a successful company. I was in my, uh, I just turned 40 and people said, why are you going back to MIT, but uh, medicine was really my love uh, and a systems approach. So 
in 2003, the Genome Project had just ended. And what we discovered was that we have the same number of genes as a worm. We don't have a million genes. We only have, as, as you can see here, we only have about 20,000 genes, the same number of genes as a worm. And this is important because up until then in 1993, we thought what made a human being different than uh, a quote unquote lower life form was a number of genes. Turns out a worm, a small worm and us have the same number of genes. So this flipped biology on its head because it's clear genes are not the uh, things, the number of genes that make us who we are it must be something more complicated. And this led to the understanding that we need to understand the body as an interconnected system. And the goal here was you have genes, which gives rise to proteins, proteins interconnected to our cells and tissues. So to understand the whole body, it's not that the genes on the left side here, but it's all these other things in between. And as a part of that, one of the challenges that took place in 2003 was imagine realizing we're not just focused on the nucleus here, which is the center of the cell or uh, where the DNA is stored, but the whole cell. And the goal was a challenge that the National Science Foundation put forward was, could you mathematically model the whole human cell? And this motiv motivated me to come back to MIT and um, say uh, to develop a technology that was my PhD work to understand if you could look at these molecular pathways, these diagram on the left side. So if you look at some complex biological phenomena like inflammation or immune health or brain health, that's actually composed of many, many different chemical reactions, which are published in the literature as scientists do research. Imagine being able to convert them to mathematical models, these little ball and stick diagrams, and then interconnect those mathematical models to model life on the computer. So this led to my discovery and invention of Cytosol, where I said, if you look at that blue circle that represents uh, the cell or some complex phenomenon, imagine having the ability to not treat it like a big problem like this, which is hard to solve, but break up the problem to small pieces and then write some very cool software, computing code, mathematics to interconnect systems and models. And that was Cytosol. So Cytosol, you know, I've been um, uh, doing this uh, research, you know, helping a lot of uh, companies and uh, really trying to understand um, the molecular systems of things and understand how foods and combinations work. So we've been doing this for 16 years and Cytosol is really a vehicle for truth, freedom and health. We publish a paper on this, but one of the things Cytosol can do, we can take in any field, let's say turmeric, we're going to look at today, how does that affect immune health? And we can take all the papers, extract out those molecular mechanisms, interconnect them, and then really be a scientific source of truth. And what Cytosol really allows us to do is long before we go do cell testing, kill humans, we can test everything on the computer by actually integrating knowledge, not cherry picking knowledge like here. We're not cherry picking, we're taking all of it. And then this is how, by the way, the same similar approach is how we build airplanes, right? If you all remember, we don't simply put a pilot in a, a some wing design. We test it on the computer. We can test thousands of combinations of wings, uh, you know, various types of designs long before we go kill people. And that's what Cytosol allows us to do. So um, here's an interesting example it relates to curcumin, um, but I'll give you an idea of the power of what we can do with this. So in traditional cultures, people would mix herbs together. Well, imagine you wanted to understand, let's say, how does turmeric, which we're going to get into, 
interact with, let's say, the skin of red grapes, resveratrol, almost like you're having your Indian curry meal and you're going to have a glass of wine, let's say. Well, what we're able to do with Cytosolva is gather all of this data, like I said here, okay, organize it together, and we can literally look at all the different molecular pathways involved in turmeric. By the way, the active ingredient in turmeric is curcumin. So this yellow is curcumin, the outer circle is the cell wall, the inner is the nuclear wall, and all those chemical reactions are what we've connected, almost like a jigsaw put together, and we're looking at inflammation. So you can look at how curcumin affects different parts of those chemical reactions. Similarly, we can look at our resveratrol effects, which is in red grapes, you know, the skin. And then we can say, suppose I wanna have my curry meal and have uh, my red wine, how does that interact? We can literally use Cytosoft to run experiments. So here I'm not giving any curcumin, no resveratrol, and I'm simulating high inflammation in the body, 0.15. Next, I give curcumin. You can see the inflammation goes down, which is a fourth column. Then I just give resveratrol. It too goes down from here to here. And then I give combinations. This is what's so powerful with this capability um, that I created is where you can take curcumin and lower it from five to three, resveratrol for five to two, see how the combinations work. And look what happens when you combine stuff, you even get better performance, even though the total amount is the same. So let's get into turmeric. Now turmeric, um, I'm gonna share with you, is a powerful immune booster, okay? It's something uh, you can use in many ways. So first of all, turmeric is a widely used food, spice, and medicinal plant. By the way, in India, when a woman gets married and she leaves her home, um, to go with, be with her new groom, the mother will give the woman a, uh, a bunch of spices in a spice box. Well, one of the mo most important spices is turmeric um, that uh, is passed on from mother to daughter. And the use of turmeric dates back nearly 4,000 years. And it's derived, to be specific, some people call it the root, but to be specific, it says rhizome. R-H-I-Z-O-M-E, it's sort of the growths that uh, are on next to the roots. And it's a plant in the ginger family. Ginger is also a rhizome. Now, to, just to give you an idea, it's a widely researched herb, over 120 clinical trials, not one, but 120 clinical trials with nearly 6,000 human uh, participants have been successfully uh, uh, conducted uh, for safety and efficacy of turmeric as, this is as of like three years ago, probably more since then. And it's generally recognized as safe even by the FDA, okay? Um, but turmeric is an herb. Herbs, unlike a drug, are not just a single molecule. Turmeric contains nearly 100 different chemical compounds. You may have heard of curcumin. Um, there's, two, you know, the other active compounds in turmeric are tumorone, and there's many, many different curcuminoids. For example, with cannabis, it's not just THC, but there's a whole range of cannabinoids, okay? Similarly, uh, with herbs, they don't just have one chemical. There are many, and this is why pharmaceutical companies don't know how to study it, because they're only good at studying an individual molecule. Cytosol allows us to study combinations um, of different molecules. Now, here, you don't have to learn this, but uh, tumorones are really uh, volatile essential oil, at, uh, and that's what it, uh, tumorones, and they have different kinds of tumorones. And they can six percent of turmeric, the herb, a six percent is tumorones, which is those volatile oils. And there's different types of tumorones. There's AR 
uh, turmerones, you know, alpha turmerones and beta turmerones. Okay. The other class of chemicals in turmeric is curcuminoids, uh, which are phenolic compounds. And that constituent that uh, can, um, uh, takes up another three to 4% of turmeric. Okay. So that's about, so the turmeric, uh, I mean, the uh, tumorones and the curcuminoids bring it up around 10%. And again, there's different types of curcuminoids. The one that uh, it, uh, is very well studied is considered the active ingredient is curcumin. Uh, and there's desmethoxy curcumin, a different form of curcumin, and bit, um, um, bis uh, demethoxy curcumin, curcumin three. So there's curcumin one, two, and three. And you can see the chemical structures here. They look pretty similar, but you can see the OH group is here different in curcumin two. And over here, you can see that this is missing the, you know, this O group over here. But there, again, the bottom line is turmeric is composed of many different chemical compounds. Um, what are the health benefits before we dive in? In addition to immune health, turmeric has many, many good health benefits. Skin health. When I was growing up in that small village in India, when I was, you know, three, four, five years old, one of the rituals I used to remember is women making pastes of turmeric for their skin. Okay. Um, so it has many, many different effects for skin. Brain health. Uh, turmeric can literally crawl across a blood brain barrier, which has powerful effects for uh, brain health. Let me just bring this a little bit bigger. Sorry about that. Um, turmeric is also extremely valuable uh, for joint health, you know, liver health, cardiovascular health, digestive health, wound care, immune health, reproductive health, uh, and metabolism. So you can see it's a, an herb, uh, a rhizome that affects so many different things. No wonder the mother wanted to pass it on to the child. No wonder it's been used for 4,000 years. It's a very, very powerful herb. And, um, and, and, and it has multiple health benefits. And look at all the different effects it has. So in the body, well, it's an antioxidant. Antioxidants are things that stop your body from rusting, okay? Creating reactive oxygen species. It's an anti-inflammatory. Uh, we've talked about with the coronavirus or these viruses, how a weakened and dysfunctional immune system, as you know, I've talked about, where your body starts attacking itself, and that's called a cytokine storm. And that happens because think about your body not having your immune system, not having shock absorbers to know how to, you know, modulate its immune function. Well, anti-inflammatory uh, effects are very good for that. Anti-carcinogenic. Um, numerous studies done uh, and clinical work done on its very positive effects for cancer. Same with anti-mutagenic studies to make sure, you know, um, you know, when things start proliferating and mutating so you can protect your cells and your DNA cardioprotective, hepatoprotective, which means for your liver and neuroprotective. So again, multiple effects of turmeric. And this diagram really shares with, in a very profound way, let me bring this, um, all the different ways that turmeric affects so many different mechanisms here. You can see here that turmeric affects, uh, let me bring this up a little bit closer so you can see this, turmeric affects uh, different uh, enzymes, which have a cascading effect on whole different sets of molecular compounds, transcription factors, which is stuff at the DNA level, apop, apoptopic, sorry, uh, apoptotic um, uh, regulators. These are things that control cell death. Then you have a whole range of receptors, different adhesion molecules, different kinases, different inflammatory cytokines, growth factors. Bottom line is when you really look at turmeric, it's a wonder herb because it has 
a full spectrum of effects. Again, no wonder it's been around for 4,000 years, all right? And no wonder people have used it in very powerful ways. Now, before I get into the immune system, I always like to review this. Fauci and the what MDs learn about the immune system, unfortunately, is a very a narrow look at it, but I wanna cover their narrow view so you can arm yourself with knowledge here. When the MD or people like Fauci talk about the immune system, which they're talking about an immune system that's based on a hundred year old science. And it looks like this. They only have two boxes in their immune system model. One box is called the, the what you see on your left there is the innate immune system. And then the uh, adaptive immune system. The innate immune system is that part of your immune system that's in your, uh, that faces, you know, the pathogen, the virus or the bacteria. It's the first thing that comes in contact with them your eyes, your nose, your skin, the mucous membranes in your, in your throat, in your gut, uh, your ears. That's what uh, comes in touch with the virus. And in those areas, particularly in the mucous membranes, are different kinds of cells. And uh, NK cells, macrophages, neutrophils, these cells are like the Marines that basically start shooting everywhere without really figuring out what kind of virus or pathogen it is to take them out. So that's called the innate immune system, as you can see here, okay? Separate from that, there's another part of the immune system called the adaptive immune system. That is a part of the immune system that has a, it's like a Navy or, or a Navy SEAL sharpshooter. It tries to create a particular antibody for that virus, okay? Now, when they do vaccines, they're basically subverting the innate immune system, which is, in my view, is not a good thing, and you'll understand why, they're going right to the adaptive immune system, injecting you with something, saying, voila, if you got those antibodies, you're protected. And this is a problem that I have uh, from the modern science standpoint. And this diagram and uh, is what I uh, uh, gave at a prestige lecture I was invited to give, the distinguished lecture at the National Science Foundation. I said, look, this model is a very old model of the immune system. This is a new model that I presented, which said, not only do you have the innate and the adaptive, you have the interferon system, which is a missing link, which is a system that's waiting for viruses to come. And when those viruses to come, it actually gets your body ready, not against only that virus, but many different thousands of other viruses. So this is what we talk about resilience. Your body is supposed to be exposed to pathogens so it gets strong. And then we have the microbiome, all the gut bacteria, you know, the virome, we have about 380 trillion viruses, 60 trillion bacteria that make up the uh, microbiome, and they all communicate to the neural system. The bottom line is, this is the immune system that you we need to be aware of. It's not this. It's a much more complicated system. This is why one size fits all medicine will never work. We need to figure out the right medicine for the right person at the right time because of the complexity of the immune system. For the government to say, everyone should do this, everyone should be taking these vaccines is sort of ludicrous when you think about the complexity of the immune system, okay? So when we look at the health benefits of curcumin from an immune health standpoint, um, this is what happened. Curcumin modulates, the key word is modulates, because you want immunity, you want your body, for example, to react when you have a pathogen, but you don't want it to overreact. So modulation is a goal like shock absorbers, you know, or suspension system. So when you hit a bump, your car doesn't go violently crazy, right? So curcumin can modulate immune cells and immune cell cytokines. Remember the cytokine storm from innate 
as well as adaptive immune system through two important mechanisms, antioxidative properties and anti-inflammatory. So turmeric has these antioxidant uh, um, properties, which means reactive oxygen species to knock them out as well as anti-inflammatory properties. Now, curcumin is known to mitigate because particularly when you have, you know, your body reacts, it's, it's, it's the anti, you know, or the uh, pro-immunomodulation capabilities of curcumin really helps mitigate allergies and asthma, okay? Very powerful. You know, when I was growing up, I never, in India, I never heard of people having allergies or asthma ever. Ne I never heard of that until I came to the United States and I found out growing up in New Jersey, a lot of kids had allergies or asthma, but I never even heard about those. Now, curcumin mitigates several autoimmune diseases and metabolic diseases through modulating the immune system. So the key thing is think about curcumin as shock absorbers through antioxidative and anti-inflammatory properties that really helps modulate the immune system, okay? So let me show you a very interesting diagram here. Here's curcumin, the molecule, right? So curcumin does a couple of things. First of all, it backs up. It's almost like uh, a, a support system for your existing natural killer cells. So one is your body has these natural killer cells in the innate immune system. So when a pathogen comes, it has the ability to take out that pathogen quickly, bacteria, viruses, et cetera. This is in the innate immune system, you know, to support the Marines. So curcumin cytotoxicity means it can kill, um, uh, you know, can kill cells, right? Pathogens. So curcumin really supports. So if you have, you know, we know we're going to head into you're flying on the airplane or you're around people who are sick, where curcumin is going to help you protect your body uh, with the cytotoxicity uh, support. Second is curcumin increases the activation of anti-inflammatory macrophages. There's two types of macrophages. We have pro-inflammatory and anti-inflammatory. These are cells in the innate immune system. So guess what? Curcumin increases the activation of the M2 macrophages, which are anti-inflammatory. Again, very powerful. Separate from that, you also have inflammatory macrophages, okay? Things that actually cause inflammation. Guess what curcumin does? Curcumin lowers oxidative stress because of its antioxidative properties created by the inflammatory macrophages. So it has both with, it increases the anti-inflammatory macrophages M2 and it lowers the oxidative stress created by the M1 macrophages, right? So when your body's fighting something, it could be creating oxidative stress and turmeric helps modulate that, okay? So it supports the innate immune system, but turmeric also supports the adaptive immune system. So you can see here, it does a couple of things. It modulates, um, it suppresses a prolific, so you have what's called Th1 and Th17 um, cells, and you have beta cells, which are in your adaptive immune system. Remember your adaptive immune system is that part of your immune system, which are the Navy sharpshooters, okay? So it suppresses a proliferation of Th1 cells by turning on IL-2. And now, so, so um, IL-2 um, so suppresses the activation of pro-inflammatory cytokine IL-2. IL-2 is a pro-inflammatory cytokine. So 
it basically suppresses that uh, pro-inflammatory cytokine, which suppresses the proliferation of these cells. Second is IL-2 um, is needed to, uh, for proliferation of inflammatory TH cells, such as TH1s and TH17, okay? So it basically stops TH1 and TH17. So TH1 and TH17 are, uh, think about it as um, inflammatory T cells, right? In your adaptive immune system, you have T cells and you have B cells. These are what are important in the, in this, in the creation of antibodies. So curcumin really um, uh, is, you know, it, uh, it uh, suppresses, right, IL-2. And IL-2 is what's needed to support inflammatory T cells. So if you suppress IL-2, you're gonna stop the T cells, uh, the inflammatory T cells from proliferating. Very, very good at modulating inflammation. Second, curcumin stimulates. This is really, really important to listen. If you listen to this, proliferation of antibody producing B cells through suppression of oxidative stress. So when you're, if your body's under a lot of stress, oxidative stress, you're stressed out, you have a lot of things going on, you know, environmental stress, environmental pollution. So curcumin uh, basically suppresses oxidative stress. So it allows more antibodies to be produced, right, by B cells, okay? So not only does it support your innate immune system, your Marines, but it also supports your sharpshooters. Now, the other pieces, we've talked about the cytokine storm. Um, what curcumin also does, or turmeric, it also modulates the cytokine storm or the, the inflammatory cytokines. And so the way it does this is it inhibits inflammatory enzymes, which is called COX-2, that produces inflammatory cytokines, okay? Now, COX-2 is the thing that Advil, if you take ibuprofen, if, if, you, if you ever take ibuprofen, um, Advil actually uh, has only that single effect, um, which is basically it, it um, inhibits COX-2, but it doesn't um, do all the other things that are important to make sure you don't get side effects. So Advil in this respect does very similar to what curcumin does, it knocks out this COX-2 pathway. So, so that's what we're showing here. It suppresses COX-2 and that inhibits inflammatory enzymes such as COX-2, okay? The other thing curcumin does, it inhibits transcription factors, NF-kappa-beta. If you study molecular system science, you'll understand that NF-kappa-beta is one of the most important things um, uh, that's responsible for transcription, which means creation, of inflammatory genes that causes a cytokine storm, very closely related to when you have cancer going on. So TNF-alpha, IL-1-beta, IL-6 and IL-2, these are created in high amounts when you have the cytokine storm taking place. So when you get the coronavirus and your body's immune system is trying to fight it, you create the cytokine storm, okay? So again, we uh, curcumin affects the innate immune system, positively affects the adaptive and supports the cytokine or lowers the cytokine storm. Another very important aspect in terms of the immune health is remember when people get allergies and asthma, these are immune dysfunctions. And if you have oxidative stress, you know, it aggravates allergy. Now what curcumin does, it mitigates the allergy re reaction by 
through its antioxidative effects by lowering that oxidative um, stress, which lowers your body's reaction. So you can definitely modulate the allergic reaction and bronchial asthma. Um, inflammatory cytokines such as IL-2, IL-5, GM-CSF, and IL-4 are associated with bronchial asthma and curcumin. Curcumin alleviates bronchial asthma by lowering the production of the inflammatory cytokines. So you've got one, two, three, four different cytokines here, and curcumin comes lower than, it comes lower as that. So I hope you're seeing what curcumin does. It has a very powerful antioxidant effect, which means it lowers oxidative stress, and it really goes after and suppresses these inflammatory cytokines. That's the wonderful power of curcumin, and you can see how it affects a number of very important uh, challenges that your body could have. Um, and then, you know, in closing, what I want to share is um, there's a whole range of diseases that are affected by the immune system. I keep wanting to share this with everyone that this is why the fact that Fauci and the CDC and the NIH throughout this entire thing are not talking about boosting the immune system is what's so reprehensible. That's why it's not only fake science, but what they're doing is really um, not sharing with people how you could really boost our immune system and alleviate the fear. And that's why it's a real fear mongering approach. But the immune system fundamentally, as I've shared repeatedly, is the operating system of your body. The immune system affects many other diseases. So what you're seeing here is um, diseases like MS, multiple sclerosis, Alzheimer's, cardiovascular disease, psoriasis. These are all ultimately related to dysfunctions in the immune system. What, we can, what you can see here in this uh, diagram here is that uh, turmeric affects multiple sclerosis because curcumin inhibits inflammatory cytokines IL-12 implicated in pathogenesis of MS. This has been shown in multiple studies. Um, turmeric, you know, lower, uh, you know, can help psoriasis. It lowers the density of inflammatory CD8 T cells that are implicated in psoriasis, right? So that's in the adaptive immune system. Then turmeric supports cardiovascular disease. Curcumin promotes antioxidant, anti-inflammatory environment, thereby lowering arterial sclerosis and hypertension. If you have a ant, if you have an inflammatory environment your body actually, um, you know, oh, that's when plaque development uh, happens and that's when you have high blood pressure. And then finally, turmeric's effect for Alzheimer's is quite profound, right? It inhibits inflammatory cytokines, TNF-alpha, IL-1 beta, and lowering A-beta plaque formation, which is a hallmark of, of um, you know, uh, Alzheimer's where those plaques start forming. So turmeric has a multi-dimensional effect. It affects the innate immune system. It affects the adaptive immune system. It helps modulate the cytokine storm. And as you're seeing here, it also affects many of these other, um, other uh, you know, related diseases. You know, I, I hate the approach that everything is termed as a disease. In traditional systems of medicine, all disease is one disease and it comes down to uh, the solution is, you know, food is medicine, okay? Ultimately, it's diet. And this is what, we need to really focus on if we want to really create a healthy world. And lastly, many of you, you know, have written to me, hey, how much should I take? What is a therapeutic dose? Now, everyone is different, right? But from the scientific literature, when you look at all of it and you put it together, you know, a maintenance dose is at about a gram. That's about a thousand milligrams um, of turmeric, right? I'm talking about the whole turmeric here. 
Uh, there are new products out there which increase turmeric bioavailability. Uh, for acute inf inflammation, you can take about 30 grams per day. Um, and then uh, for osteoarthritis, you know, remember osteoarthritis is joint aches, which comes from typically uh, uh, you know, overstress on the joints. We're looking at about 500 milligrams of curcumin, which is curcumin, which is the active ingredient in turmeric. So the first two are turmeric, the root, where you get the whole root, right? Curcumin is the active ingredient in, in turmeric. And a number of papers, again, have been done on this, about 500 milligrams of curcumin. Curcumin is the active ingredient. Or, you know, you see again here about 500 milligrams four times a day. Some people have said uh, twice a day, but you can see four, you know, two to four times a day. And then finally, curcumin dose in cardiovascular disease, anywhere between 70 milligrams to 2000 milligrams. You know, I try to, you know, I incorporate, uh, let me actually show this. This is what you're looking at. Um, I incorporate turmeric in my diet. I'm always having it. You know, I'll, I'll put it into any type of food that I'm making, but I mix it with other herbs. We're going to do a whole immune boosting talk just on curry. Curry is a mixture of many spices because one spice supports the other spice to become bioavailable. Um, and in closing, what I want to let you know is everything I'm sharing with you because of Cytosol, I've been able to put it together, um, but there's over 36,000 research articles written on it. 311 clinical trials over 75 years of research. 75 years of research. It's a very, very well-researched herb. Now, I've also talked about the Eastern approach. Just a quick aside, some of you know, I just was talking about your body, your system. You know, I created a tool, uh, the tool that I shared at the beginning of this. When I, um, in 2007, after I finished my PhD at MIT, I went back to, MIT, uh, to Indiana Fulbright for two years to really study if I could explain the traditional systems of Indian medicine. Came back and I had a big aha moment. I realized that the language that's used to describe Indian medicine matched one-to-one -one with engineering systems theory. Came back, taught a course at MIT on this for several years in a lecture series, and then I converted those findings into a tool. It took me about another uh, seven, eight years to do this so it could be accessible to everyday people. And that was really the development of your body, your system. So what your body, your system lets you do um, is, by the way, those uh, in the United States, if you donate to the campaign, you can get the tool. You can actually get access to uh, the tool. Those of you outside of the United States, just go right to your body, your system. You cannot donate to a federal campaign, but this is a, my creation. And what you're seeing here is there are three forces in nature, transport. In the Indian system, they call it Batha, conversion, which this point of the triangle here, which is all the forces of digestion, for example. Transport is the forces of motion. And storage, which is the uh, forces of structure. By the way, those of you who want to learn more about this, I have a whole uh, university that I created online. Uh, again, that's one of the things I do to help um, people call Systems Health. You're welcome to go to Systems Health. I have various certification programs I've created where you can really learn um, and really get into this deep. You can get certified. Uh, there's a master certification program. You're welcome to do that, but it's a whole nother uh, discussion that we can have. But you can learn the theory uh, through that university I've created, but you can understand your body as a system and different. Uh, and if you look at any point in time, you answer these questions, 
you can realize that your body can be off course. You didn't get enough sleep. You didn't eat well. That's the black dot. And the purpose of life is to bring the black dot back to the red dot to keep that simple. By the way, different people based on who you are, your red dot will be a different location. Doesn't mean you're better or worse. It just means you have a unique system. Okay. You're everyone's unique. And then you can figure out the right foods to bring you back to you. So what I'm sharing here uh, is that from the Eastern approach, what you find is that uh, turmeric is what's called a tridoshic herb, which means it affects transport, conversion, and storage. It stabilizes transport. It stabilizes pitta or conversion, which is digestion. It stabilizes storage, which means storage of fats. Make sure you're not you're modulating that. So it has a highly modulating effect, even from the Eastern approach. So in summary, um, uh, turmeric activates the cells of your innate and adaptive systems, okay? Number two, it in inhibits inflammatory enzymes such as COX-2, which is exactly what curcumin, I mean, what Advil also does, but Advil has many side effects. Turmeric mitigates allergic reaction. And by the way, it it, you know, it's involved in modulating the cytokine storm and it has so many effects because it improves the outcomes of autoimmune diseases, cardiovascular diseases, and neurodegenerative diseases. So curcumin, in my view, is a wonder herb. Um, it would behoove you not to, I mean, uh, not, it, it not for you to have this in your diet. Obviously, you can get it in food, you can get the herb, and you can read. People have many, many different ways. You can get creative with it, you can study it. But I hope this has helped you in the immune system series, you know, because look, they're gonna try to do a second wave, a third wave, but none of them will talk about boosting the immune system. Turmeric, natural herb, it's a food. You can go to your shopping stores, you can get the root, you can take off the skin, you can juice it, um, you can dry it, you can make it, you can buy it as a herb. You can use it in many, many different ways. Uh, incorporate it into your diet. One of the nights you can even make, I don't want to say a dessert, but before you go to bed, like I'm going to make um, some turmeric milk. Uh, and it's really good if you feel something coming on, but you take milk, hopefully you get grass fed organic milk, you know, take a cup or a cup and a half, put it in a, in a pan and then you heat it. Okay. Here's the key thing. As it heats, it'll start boiling and you want to stop it right as it starts to rise. Got to watch it, turn it off, and then take about a teaspoon of turmeric, put it in there. You can add, if you want, some pepper, which will increase its bioavailability. And if you want, you can add a sweetener, if you want a little bit of honey or jaggery. And it's a great thing to have before you go to bed. It gives you good sound sleep, but the turmeric, it becomes very bioavailable because it actually becomes a nanoparticle, all right? There you go. So I know I've hit you with a lot, but you probably got... Uh, a great lecture on turmeric now. So, uh, so let me take some uh, questions here. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, thanks. Have a daily with our kids. I try to avoid dairy though. Lemon and water is better. Yeah, you you don't have to take it that way. You know, every, remember every body is different. Okay, what's good for one person may not be good for another person. That's why when I created the tool, you know, your body, your system, it really helps you figure out what's right for you. And and um, so please take advantage of it. It's, you know, I think 25 bucks if you want to get it online. It's, you know, we don't, this is not about making money. It's really about helping you with the tool. But if you go to your body, your system, 
you, you profoundly can understand the body as a system. If you start the tool, you, you also get the ebook, so you'll get all the theory. But one of the cool things here is that uh, you'll learn how foods um, can move the black dot, you know, to the red dot, food and exercise. I've literally taken this whole time to really bring all of it together so you can understand how different inputs affect your body as a system. Okay, someone says, what do you um, think about CBD, okay? Well, look, I'm gonna do a whole thing on cannabis. Cannabis-like turmeric, you know, has so many different, it's a medicine. Cannabis is a medicine. Um, the cannabis of today, what I can let you know, is not as a cannabis of even 60 years ago. They've hybridized it to have high levels, up to 25% of THC relative to the cannabinoids. So again, it, it's the variety of cannabis use. It can have many, many different effects on different people, um, not, and some not all so good. But we'll talk about that in a follow-up lecture. Um, Joe Karina says, I buy organic turmeric. Let me bring this up. Uh, mix it with black pepper and make my own capsules. Buy five kilogram bags and share with family and friends. Take two to three capsules a day. That's great. Yeah, now one of the things Joe is doing, she's adding black pepper. Um, and the, and so in typical, when people make curry, which is really a mixture of spices, uh, every village, every family may have their own variety. It's typically turmeric, they put in black pepper, cardamom, cumin, you know, um, uh, sometimes cloves, and that. it's a whole range of different spices. But there's some pretty good work that's shown that when you mix pepper with turmeric, it increases the bioavailability, which means more of the turmeric being absorbed. Um, someone just said this. So turmeric can help with cytokine storm with COVID plus boosting the immune system. Exactly, Susan. So remember, these your, your immune system, again, for the billionth time, uh, a virus or a pathogen is not what kills you. They're all around us. We have 380 trillion viruses within ourselves. Um, as I just put out a tweet, earlier today, I said, look, about 10 years ago, a billion people used to travel, air travel. Um, today, about 4 billion people travel. By 2036, it's projected that'll double to 8 billion travelers. So just think about this for a moment. Are we to say well, more people travel? There's going to be definitely more viruses going around the world. So does this mean we're all going to have to live in little bubble bags or wear masks all day? It's a, and that means the government, the, those in power can control us more by using this fear lockdowns, more fear, more mass. My view is this is, unless you want to live in a police state, the only way out of this for all of us is to start boosting the immune system because you strengthen the immune system. Yeah, you'll get sick, but you know what? Your body also gets stronger. And those people are immunocompromised. Well, this is an opportunity for them to also get healthy. Yes, yeah, so turmeric can help with the cytokine storm. Again, you don't have to believe me. This is the approach of taking a molecular science approach. You find out that this is what happens when you start connecting the dots. <coughs> um, someone just put this. What is good for hyperthyroid? Hyperthyroid means overstimulation of the thyroid. Blood tests showed now one problem, only ultrasound hyperthyroid toxicity. Why I have been vegetarian pretty much. I eat healthy. I had 
high prolactin for years, miraculously healed, and I have a daughter. After 19 years, I got pressure on my thyroid. What should I do to heal this hyperthyroid toxicity? Um, listen, um, there's uh, the thyroid is a very, very interesting um, organ. It's really a control system that controls many different functions. What I'll do, Marguerite, it's a longer answer to your question. Um, please send me an email, V as in Victor, A Shiva, V A Shiva. Let me put it up there, vashiva.com. And what I and remind me that over the next couple of weeks, we will actually do a whole um, thing just on, um, just on thyroid and um, the different kinds of things that can really help thyroid function. What else do we have? Um, yes. So does turmeric, oops, um, does turmeric help with gallbladder stones? Um, Dana Gutnan is telling that. Dana, that's a great question. I'm not aware of that, but I could look into that. Again, email me at vashiva at vashiva.com and we can do a cytosol analysis. You know, there's a, uh, a thing called chaga pierda, okay, um, which is a or which is literally a grass that grows, which is very good for busting up gallbladder stones. And uh, it's if you remind me, Dana, I'll do a whole uh, video on that on uh, certain herbs uh, which are good for busting up stones, kidney stones. But um, I'm not sure about turmeric effects, but I know there are other things that are, that seem to have very, very good effect. Uh, someone's saying places to get good turmeric. Great question. Um, that's Jordan Gaudier. So, um, you know, India is a big creator of turmeric. Um, you can grow it. Okay. In warm climates, Costa Rica, um, uh, from what I understand has a very good source and supply. India obviously has a good supply. You can look at some of the, you know, uh, Central American, South American countries here in this part of North, uh, you know, North America here. Uh, someone said, I took turmeric with red wine and my gout inflammation went away. Wow. Uh, Nubidus ABC. Well, that's great. Um, well, cytosol predicts that, you know, um, most of when you look at, you know, uh, gout and uh, these kinds of inflammatory response, you know, there's many, many things that affect inflammation. And again, this is closely related, obviously, to the immune system. Stress is one of them, right? Um, not enabling your body to really properly detox, not enabling your body to uh, support the immune system. Because if your immune system is constantly stressed, you know, you're going to have, you're going to weaken it and you're going to get sick. That's why things like turmeric are very, very powerful for supporting you. Turmeric is food. So someone said, what system health pro program makes us smarter? Yes, support Yes, support your children through systems health. That's Pamela Everett Goodman. Um, look, uh, uh, the issue is that when I created, let me go over to systems health. Pamela's important question. I always felt that we have to be able to interconnect East and West because there's been thousands of years of knowledge in the East and, you know, Western medicine fundamentally was really created not about prevention. Western medicine, I don't want to diss it. It's great if something horrible happens to you. You have a crisis, right? Uh, God forbid no one gets in a major car accident, right? 
but um, antibiotic steroids. They have their place for wartime medicine when something disastrous occurs. But when you look at a systems approach to the body and we look at you know tools like Cytosol and things like this, we can actually understand that. So when I created Systems Health, this was my way of uh, giving back to my uh, grandmother who taught me a lot and interconnecting East and West. So Systems Health is really a way, I think everyone should be educated in the science because it's really the science of understanding the body as a system. And I, you know, the curriculum I've created allows you to do that. If you go to systemshealth.com, there's a variety of courses we have. We have the basic course where you can take four courses. We have a whole course here on where you can get your master's certificate. It's a lot of stuff I give you. You learn Eastern, you, you can learn Ayurvedic system. You can learn the Chinese system. You learn a whole range of different herbs. Um, and then you can also take an exam. You get a whole bunch of books. You can get certified. Uh, and there's also a systems medicine course, but there's all different courses. But bottom line, all of this to answer Pamela's question is founded on understanding that the Eastern systems of medicine and engineering systems theory are the same. And I can teach you that in a very, very short amount of time. So you don't have to go to MIT and, and spend uh, all your life doing this. But thank you, Pamela, for your question. Uh, someone just said, how much is a good dose? Okay, so I just shared that, but in case you missed it, let me go back here again. So there is, um, you know, about a thousand milligrams, you know, is a typical good dose, uh, uh, Debbie, for if you're, you know, in, in you know, uh, you know, sort of maintenance model. But I really like to include turmeric as a food. You know, most things, the more you make it as a part of food, you absorb it better. I'm not saying don't take supplements, they're good. You know, if you get high quality supplements and when at times when you're running around, you can't, but about a thousand milligrams. Okay, I'll take, it's 10.58. I'll take two more questions until we hit 11 and then I'll have to call it a day. Someone said, what about Siddha? Right, so Siddha is, perhaps the oldest system of medicine in the world. It comes from deep South India. Siddha, the word Siddha comes from the word Siddhartha. If you remember that Herman Hesse book and Siddha means enlightened. Now in deep South India for tens of thousands of years, um, the system of medicine had multiple branches. They had martial arts, they had yoga, which was a postures. They used heavy metals and low dosages. Uh, like nanoparticle levels, they did meditation, and then they did herbs. It was a five-part system of medicine. And Siddhas uh, is by, uh, you know, all records, the oldest system of medicine, which taught people all these ways to do combinations. That's what Siddha is. Um, someone said, how many milligrams? Um, I don't know how many milligrams. Look, when you make food, I mean, I, we can figure it out. Maybe someone can, can someone just do a Google on it? How many uh, you know, milligrams in a teaspoon. It depends on the density. You can look it up, but typically, you know, a teaspoon is what I do when I mix it in with milk. Okay. Um, and look, it's a very safe herb. So if you're concerned about taking too much, you don't have to worry, but obviously, you know, you don't want to overdo anything. Someone said, I use turmeric for my frozen shoulder. Yep. Look, it's an, it's an incredible logis. It's an incredible anti-inflammatory. It's an incredible antioxidant. Um, there's a story that recently came out of a guy who had stage four cancer. Um, and uh, the doctors didn't know what was going on and they were putting him on chemo. 
without telling the doctors, he did two very interesting things. He took a lot of turmeric and he took, this is gonna sound really funny, he took a medicine for deworming for dogs, a $10 medicine. And in a period of 90 days, all of his cancer went away. And so there's something very important to understand, turmeric combined with other things. And I, I'll do a whole talk on that. I don't wanna deviate from today. Uh, is someone saying, is Siddha a religion? Well, Siddha was a system of knowledge, um, which involved, you know, meditation for uh, all different uh, spiritual purposes. It included also the use of herbs, training in that, martial arts, and it included, you know, yoga and the use of heavy metals. So it's, it's not, it wasn't intended to be a religion. Uh, let's take one more question. Um, ah, someone just said 5,000. Thank you. 5,000 milligrams per, uh, thank you, John, 5,000 milligrams per teaspoon. It's a good amount. Um, you mix it with milk. It has much more bioavailability. Uh, great. One teaspoon equals 4.2 grams. Okay. Cro close to 5,000 grams. Again, it depends on the density, right? How much is in there also. Um, okay. Someone said, I make it with tea that I got from your page. Great. Hi, Jamie. So um, anyway, everyone, I uh, I have to uh, get back on the campaign trail. I get up pretty early. Um, I also uh, want to thank all of you for joining us today. I hope this was valuable. Again, email me at vashiva at vashiva.com if you want me to cover uh, different things. Uh, tomorrow, we're gonna be looking at sprouted foods and their power to support the immune system. So we're gonna look at sprouted almonds versus roasted almonds, sprouted sunflower seeds versus roasted sunflower seeds, sprouted oats versus non-sprouted oats. The reason why I wanna give you a quick preview is when you sprout foods in most traditional cultures, they never just ate nuts by themselves. They would sprout them overnight because when you sprouted it, you eliminated some of the poisons in some of these foods. Food is medicine, right? Everything is a positive and negative aspect. So I'll talk about that tomorrow, the power of these sprouted uh, germinated foods. So keep an eye out for that. And again, everyone remember, I'm running for US Senate. Let your friends know that someone who really believes in truth, freedom and health as a scientist, as an inventor is out there and it's time enough of these lawyers who actually don't do anything to protect us except take care of themselves. So let's win truth, freedom, and health. Support Shiva for Senate. You can, and support yourself. Anyway, uh, let's build the immune system. Let's get over the fear. Let's protect ourselves from the state imposing its will on us. It's uh, time that we stood up for ourselves by understanding health. Let's boost the immune system. It's our operating system. Anyway, be the light. Let's keep up the fight and be well. Thank you, everyone. Stay in touch. Be well. Thank you.